welcome to our podcast. This is Tea Time with the Psychos. Our vision for this podcast is to highlight mental health issues and topics while also having a bit of fun. <laughs> um, I'm Caitlin Keneally. I'm a psychotherapist and soon-to-be author. Um, more details to follow throughout the season on that venture. And I'm Elizabeth Nelson, a mental health advocate and soon-to-be therapist in training. Yes. Uh, to receive our monthly newsletter, head over to our website, Tea Time with the Psychos, um, and enter your email, actually. Uh, this will help you stay updated with all our new and exciting things. Yes. <laughs> and this season, season two, um, theme is about community. Yes. So, so thank, thank you, you for joining, joining us. us. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> okay, we're, we're recording now. Yes. We've had like a month off, but not really off, a month off from recording. Yeah, and, and I forgot to press the record <laughs> button. Yes. But we're here, and it's season two. Yes, welcome. Yes. Our uh, our theme for season two is really community, okay? And not just your specific community um, that you live in, but <laughs> all communities and how um, we are all connected. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we figured a good way to start yeah. off season two would be to do pandemic part two yes this is part two i'm uh, i wonder if this will be like a <laughs> i was gonna say trilogy but like maybe an anthology yeah an encyclopedia britannica of like 86 <laughs> pandemic part 66 <laughs> it's like the now what yep. are the now music oh set? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you ever were you around for sam goody no you, i have oh, no idea what my sam god <laughs> so sam goody was in our mall here and this is like where you could go in and you'd put the headphone very not sanitary now that I think about it um, and you put the headphones on and you could listen to certain CDs and it's okay. basically a way to buy the CDs okay. and DVDs yeah. well didn't they used to have that like Targets and Walmarts like, it wasn't the same. All right, and listen, Liz is a little bit younger know, than me, right? so if anybody else remembers Sam Goody, well, Matt might he might maybe. remember that. He's younger than I uh, reach out to me. <laughs> um, I'll give you a mug because you and I are connected because that is freaking community yeah (laughs) another cool thing is um i have this uh friend whose sister makes tie-dyes okay like so cool um and so we are actually going to be sort of partnering with her um i talked with her today about making some tie-dyes for us yes because you know what i was also going to get you for your housewarming gift was there was a tie-dye kit and i was like ah she's never going to use this it's Uh, just gonna yeah i would but um okay so perfect so again uh thank you for listening to us we greatly appreciate it we have a lot of fun things coming um and it's all uh due to you (laughs) yeah as a listener she did look at me and i felt special for a second but no you as a listener yes we're so excited so um that being said we'll kick it off with talking about the pandemic because why not it is uh still ravaging on is that would that be the word that i would use raging i don't know i think yes statistically or what we're being told yes yes okay uh-huh. so the first thing we wanted to talk about a little bit is school yeah because it's starting mm-hmm. and I mean I'm not super in tune but maybe I should be with what our school district is exactly doing mm-hmm. um, but yeah school is starting up and I think their last I heard of 97 <laughs> Was that they were going to, the um, superintendent was planning to open doors and have everything back in person and all of that other Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's what people, like, I have teachers on my caseload. I work, or I sort of work in the high school here, um, providing therapy. I think that that is the intent. But I also think now with the news kind of saying all these different things about the variant that people are 
in a little bit of a pickle. Yeah, I think so. And I was talking with one of my friends who is a teacher, and she said this was the first year um, that she did not get sick all year. And I think they were a school that was in person all year. And mm-hmm. she just talked about it would, went back to, like, hygiene. Mm-hmm. Like, right before kids ate snack, they washed the tables. They washed their hands. Like, they mm-hmm. were just this more diligent effort to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And it could be associated with wearing masks as well and all of those other things. But I think that we're worried about schools because they can be this, like, germ-infested because we're mm-hmm. going 100 miles an hour there or on to the next thing, you know, and to slow down a little bit and be able to, like, do normal natural hygiene things mm-hmm. I think is also a conversation that people need to be having around Sure. But well, and I think people on one level, at least the people that I'm working with, are sort of excited because it's, like, back to school time. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also kind of double a double-edged sword in the sense that people are still sort of walking on eggshells because people don't really know. Like, it's like we want to believe that everything is okay and, you know, all of that, but is it? Yeah. (laughs) And I guess from a community standpoint, I think that's what we're going to kind of keep coming back to. Like, where's the community at with all of it? Yeah, and I think the last thing I was reading was that we're we're at, like, a really high percentage of community spread. Oh, okay. Um, And I don't know if that was, like, nationwide or if that was specifically the state of Wisconsin. It wasn't specifically the county we live in, but, like, just thinking of community spread and being, you know... We're going, people are going out, people are doing things, and they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, right. Well, think about that Bucks game. (laughs) I know. I was like, like, oh my goodness, that was a lot of people. Yes. Um, And so, on one hand, there's also that uh, that I'm addressing in my personal life as well, but also with clients almost, well, literally every day. You know, it's that feeling of we want normalcy, we can kind of feel it, Mm -hmm. but everybody is still apprehensive, like, ooh, kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Um, which on one hand, we shouldn't live like that. But also, I don't know. I feel like we kind of all have to be a little skeptical about yeah. what's going on. Well, then that comes to our next question, right? Are we going to have another lockdown? Could oh. we? Could it happen? Right. And I think that that's what people are concerned about because I think right. it did greatly affect a lot of people financially, right. emotionally, physically mm-hmm. um, with having that lockdown. And so it, it goes with, like, do I make this choice to hope to prevent that? Or do I make this middle-of-the-road choice that keeps, you know, it all kind of going in the trajectory path towards everything's back to what our normal was? Right. Or do we just accept that this is our normal? I don't know. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I'm on your page. I am not really sure. It makes yeah, me like, no. and like this time, right? I was like, in, in at least in my profession, last time, oh, I've never been trained for a pandemic. And the way that I trained myself or have worked through this, I have no idea if that's yeah. right, but it's freaking working. <laughs> so I'm like trying to stay ahead of the game. Like, is the lockdown going to happen? Because I want to be mentally prepared. Yeah. But like, so that's where I sit with it. Like, okay, I want to personally and professionally know because I know that I'm you have to continue to buckle up. Yeah. Um, whereas I would have to say with mental health, I mean, we have not slowed down. No. I mean, it is increased. And yes. I will say this, at least in just in my little bubble of community, I mean, more men have gotten help too, which I think on one hand is great. Yes. But on the other hand, you know, now we have people that, you know, felt okay in the beginning and now don't feel good with the pandemic because of that, again, that apprehension, that fear and the, the what ifs. They just yeah. Don't go away, which then leads us to freaking masks. I know. Okay. Yes. What do you mean? Masks. 
Well, one, I have, right, the Lizzie nature loving Lizzie hates masks because I see them everywhere. And, right, people just toss them wherever. And so then I'm just like, what's the worst part, right? Our ecosystem and biodegradableness and all of that or is it wearing the mask mm-hmm. i don't know that's a whole nother story but that's what i feel about it mm-hmm. if someone tells me that i should wear it i don't have an issue wearing it yeah right because i do think that there's some sort of like generic like i don't want the generic cold i don't want your mm-hmm. sore throat like so if it does prevent that great mm-hmm. um but i don't know right but i think everyone can go back to it but i do know that people think that right are very passionate Mm -hmm. that this is their right to choose to do what they want and wear what they want and yeah i don't know if i have a voice or knowledge to tell them otherwise on that either right yeah and i mean obviously i will do my due diligence as required i completely did that last time around yes (laughs) um but that being said i will say this it is very liberating to not have to wear one if a client wants me to absolutely i have no problem with that another uh thing that i didn't think of um was somebody actually uh, came in with their vaccination card you know and I was like huh you know is that a prelude to what's going to be coming well there are countries that write the vaccination passport I think I'm saying that wrong because I really haven't kept too far up on it but yeah that's what they're doing oh um and so that's in order to go certain places that you have to have that verification sure and so I don't ever foresee us in the nation that we live in (laughs) going to that um but I can see it for travel outside of the country Mm -hmm. and again like i if that is what is required like to me i don't feel like a mask infringes on my personal rights like i don't i really don't yes is do i want to no No. (laughs) yeah if i but if it is going to help and all of that then i fully support it i think the real issue why it's hard at least for me to get behind all of this is because it just feels like everything's been a lie like (laughs) Like, how do you decipher the truth now? You know what I mean? It was like, it was a botched beginning to it. Well, I think that that's the way I become immune. Like, I was telling Caitlin in one of my graduate classes right now that the professor tries to get us to talk about, like, current events, but I don't watch the news anymore because I think it was that point where I was just like, I don't even know what to believe, and I don't know how to value this information. I don't know how not to. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I enjoyed the news before, but I genuinely did. Right? The weather? Give me the weather. Channel sure. man. Yeah. I'll be him all day, and I'll watch in local news, but, like, I just can't. I can't. I haven't done it. So, like, we've either become numb or almost, yes. like, desensitized mm-hmm. to it. I mean, Which I know is not good. Right. But I really didn't think about it until yesterday. I was like, lady, listen, no one wants to talk about what's happening in the news. Right. <laughs> well, I also feel, like, personally and then within my profession, there's almost, like, this amnesia that's happened like you almost forget that until you see somebody in a mask or until you see a sign somewhere you know and so I don't know short-term memory loss uh collective trauma amnesia I'm not really sure but like even for me I forget that it's happening but yet every I'm reminded of it every freaking hour yes (laughs) and then I walk out and I'm like oh sweet and then I go up to a store and then I had to pause and I was like holy crap I have to wear a mask like I it just didn't resonate yeah like let me walk back to my car because yep. I don't have one on me. And and totally fine. I can do that. But yeah. 
it's just it's a it's a different situation and I don't necessarily know we'd love to know more from you guys too like where you feel you're at because this has been a roller coaster yes like this has changed me (laughs) yes well that's what I was thinking like when I feel like if we were to play segments which we're not because I'm not that tech savvy (laughs) of pandemic part one um I feel like I talked about like how thankful I was that everyone had to like stay in because I wasn't being asked to do things (laughs) and honestly within the last like month there has just been so much that we've been doing where I just had to say Matt I'm like I'm emotionally exhausted Mm -hmm. and it's from doing all of this stuff and it's not because I don't care about the people that I'm doing with or I'm not enjoying it it just is not who I am at heart and now it feels like it's this obligation because we haven't been able to do it. Right. Well, I think that uh, that also correlates back into things you know, family gatherings. Yes. Family get-togethers, holidays again. Like, a lot of people at least within our community. Yes. <laughs> um, or us like they are wanting to pick back up and to do that. But not everybody is emotionally available or ready for that. Yeah. And people are not being very kind about that you know there's still this very big like divide yes. that is happening but um to pivot from that just for a second how freaking great is it that we have mental the olympics right now yeah not just the olympics i mean because if you even think about that that's a whole lot of people gathering yes but like well i'm not to but i think i was listening 86 percent of japan did not want the olympics to happen oh really yeah well, and can yeah. you imagine being that population in that community mm-hmm. living there and this thing's still going because there's this pressure from all these other countries to have this happen because these individuals have given up a lot of their life, their mental health, like... Mm -hmm. And then 86%, I don't know where I got... I know where I got it from, but I don't know that source where they got it from, but... That's a lot of people who don't want. Right. Well, that's like kind of like the politics of it then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that gets very confusing. But I will say for the fact that we, not that I adore celebrities or anything like that, but they do have a bigger platform for mental health than we do. Yes. And shout out to the people that are talking about it. Yes. Like seriously. Right. Um, I keep promoting them on my Instagram page because I just think it's so important that mental health is real. It needs to be treated just as physical. Yes. If not more. (laughs) Yes. And for those people who are saying, like, you've gotten on this stage, like, you need to suck it up. Oh, my God. That's not how this happens. Right. And if you, you know what I mean? Like, some of these individuals who have come out with their mental health and have taken a little hiatus and some time have done more and withstood more trauma than any of us could. Right. But it's not about comparing or thinking that someone should do that. But, yeah, can you imagine of training during a pandemic, Olympics already postponed, now your anxiety or whatever is associated Mm -hmm. with now is elongated and now you're here and then everyone has this pressure for you to be this person Mm -hmm. and you've had to be that person for much longer than you used to have. Right. Well, think about that, you know, what we call the goat, right? Like, oh, yes, that does enable that, but how powerful and vulnerable is it to say, you know what, I can still be a freaking goat, but I'm going to tell you that my, I'm placing my mental health uh, on above your yeah. viewing, yes. yeah, essentially. Like there, I don't know. Like you want to talk about a superpower? I mean, that's freaking powerful. Yes. Like I'm sure Brene Brown was like vulnerability. Yeah. She was like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. But you know, back to your point, I think it's a really good point in the sense that the things that they are saying to these people, right, or yeah. their, their opinions. 
think about what they would say to somebody in their personal lives. You know what I mean? That was truly struggling. So I want to be able, I want people to be able to think about it. And like, if you're saying that to somebody you haven't, you've never even met this person, right? They're technically um, an athlete, entertainment, you know what I mean? I'm not downplaying it, but you don't even know them. And you want to spew that you know what's best for them. Yes. Now imagine what the, the person in your house is living with. Yeah. That family member is living with. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how high you are up. Like, that's what I mean about celebrities. Like, okay, so they've escalated. They have a lot of money. They're at the top, and they're telling you that mental health is important. It doesn't matter if you're even at the bottom. Like, it yes. is real. It is here. Yes. And if we're going to take anything away from it, it's how we are treating people when they actually freaking talk about it. Yes. And I think that that was like, I don't know, it rang a bell. I think for me at work was just like I'm so sick of hearing like well we coddle or we do this with people who have mental health when really we need to be doing this and this you haven't let it be important long enough (laughs) for things to effectively like be in a like there's a learning curve for all of us professionals yes we haven't let it be important enough continuously enough consistently enough for there to be, I do think there are great systems, but for there to be an overall consensus for systems in our legal atmospheres, right? In our schools, in your communities, in your neighborhoods. like Hence why we're still talking about breaking the stigma. Yeah, Like, you can't expect perfection no. out of something that we can and if barely you have get somebody to say, in. be freaking constructive <laughs> and learn a few things and then place your value in that because it's going to be heard better and it's going to be receptive. Right. I'm not saying everyone who wants to, like... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I'm going to say attack, but that's not the word. But have something to say about it. like mm-hmm. A negative opinion. Yes. But you can be constructive. If it's really valuable, then mm-hmm. be that way. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, I don't know. And so hopefully this whole Olympics and taking a step back to put mental health first is going to be a start of something. But I feel like we continuously say that yeah. every time yeah. that this comes out. Or Eternal uh, so. optimist about mental <laughs> yes. health. Because somebody has to advocate for it. Like, I truly believe in it, you know. And the yes. evidence will show done properly in the right situations, taken care of. If we were actually doing preventative care. <laughs> yes. See, because uh, our field is reactive, right? Yes. People don't right now it. it is, yes. Because it's, it's reactive. Yes. They don't come to you until they've reached their breaking point. Yes. Now, preventative would be we were in the clinics right away, right? We were assessing right away. Yes. Now, would we still have reactive situations? Absolutely. Um, well, but, there's been crisis since what? The yeah. Bible? I don't know. I'm not very <laughs> religious. That's my plan. But, yes, we've had crisis forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, hopefully, again, you know, more people, I think, can help break that stigma and normalize it. That's what then brings us back to pandemic part one is I think we talked about like um, the anxiety that we were seeing as trends and that you were seeing specifically with the Mm -hmm. clientele that you work with. But has that shifted? Uh, It's been the same. And it's almost increased. It's a different type of client, I would say. I'd say people that are coming in now, they've either been with me or the new ones coming in thought they had it together. And then all of a sudden, now that things are opening back up, now the anxiety is kicking in. And what is their anxiety like around? Is it around being around more people? Is it just that things aren't as structured in their lives? It's all of it. You know, like the family stuff, weddings. um, uh, Did you get the vaccine or didn't you get the vaccine? Uh, Effective communication and boundaries. How do I assert myself that I'm not comfortable with this if you didn't do X, Y, or Z, right? 
Yeah. Um, going back into the work environment. Maybe they've been at home this whole time. Freaking oh, yeah, loved it. I forgot now, that. Now, that re-entrance back into um, the work setting. Also, depending on what setting you're, li- you're working in, now you're potentially going to be required to get the... The vaccine. Now that is a whole. (laughs) We'll have an episode on that too. Very. It's going to be very interesting to see the kind of fallout from that or what happens because I I just read today um, Biden I think is declaring any federal worker um, at least in the states um, this Thursday really has to get it. Yeah, I have not. Yeah, and I knew it was coming down the hospital drain because um, I've heard um, a couple things because I've got some of those patients. But yeah, so Hmm. that's going to be required. Um, What happens if you don't then like no quit because or you'll get fired a, but so technically because federal then isn't a private sector is that how come because like right private companies can choose to do whatever they want right. well private. when i worked at the hospital i mean they require you to get the flu shot or you'll get fired oh my god <laughs> so i i mean that's just the, the flu shot yeah i had never gotten it until i worked there okay uh, and i haven't gotten it since well wait no uh Last year during COVID, my doctor made me do it. But anyway. Is that truthful or is that a I'm dead serious. Okay. (laughs) All of a sudden, he's like, yeah, this will just be better. And the lady walked in. Like, I okay, didn't force me. Like, didn't help me down. But I also was trapped in the sense that what do you do when you're sitting there and the nurse walks in with the the jab and, oh, okay. I guess I could have asserted myself. But, okay, yes, I'm being dramatic. But anyway, um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens from that. Um, Well, that's going to cause a lot of mental health issues issues just for those federal workers who have a different stance on that, right? Correct. And then, like, you have to weigh your family's financials mm-hmm. and insurance and... Life. I don't know about this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Liz is just finding out some news <laughs> on a freaking Wednesday. What? Yeah. That's you wild. never thought it was going to happen? No. Oh, Yeah. Okay, I had an inkling that okay. this is going to happen. Um, now I don't have an inkling about what the fallout will be or what that what is that going to look like. But we'll we can't we'll keep enough freaking uh, people in our prison systems. Those are federal jobs. We can't keep enough people at TSA. What is this going to do to everything? Oh, okay. Like I said, we're going to have an Encyclopedia Britannica yes. pandemic episode. Okay. Well, we should move on because I'm just mine. Yeah. Li- she, her eyes are wandering yes. all over the place. This oh, my means, gosh. Um, she is mind blown. Yes. Um. So, uh, I don't know. Again, we kind of talked about uh, not well, really I, listening to the news. Yeah. But I think that that brings something up where I don't know if we also talked in the pandemic part one, but I think you... Uh, Specifically, have either talked about this on some Instagram lives that you've done or maybe in some workshops, but it was like that there are positives that mm. have come out of this. Yeah. And is that something like you have to remind your clients to like articulate mm-hmm. where it's like a, a blanketed question like, well, tell me the positives. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But some people um, also have just strictly said, you know, I learned more about myself, right? Ooh. I have actually, you know, taken this time and I've saved money or I've taken this time, I've reevaluated and really where am I going to spend my energy? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there has been some, like, and we have to be able to find those good things. People have made deeper connections or people have like fallen off with each other. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you were just like, no, that person's not in my lane anymore. Uh, they're not uh, fulfilled you know what I thought they were so true colors have shown Um, also you know a a very small majority of people that I've talked to but I think in the community this is part of it say that they weren't affected at all right which is inaccurate (laughs) 
It's inaccurate, you guys. <laughs> but if that's, I mean, if that's what they believe. I know, then, yes. Okay, cool. But so I think there's a little bit of that that's happening. Um, but I also think now people are, this isn't a positive. Sorry, I'm going to go maybe go into a negative. People are realizing the systemic effect of it. Like, I can't get a couch until November. Yeah, people are out of fridges. You can't buy appliances. Um, I hit motors. a friend. Mm-hmm. Let me tell. She hit a car, or like, she hit a car. She hit a deer seven weeks ago, and her car is still in. They can't get the parts. Yeah, because they yeah. can't get the parts, and she's not gonna freaking rent a car. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is happening? It's in restaurants, mm-hmm. right? And then this is also creating this other dialogue where it's like everybody's on unemployment. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know if that's really true. Um, <laughs> like, seriously, that seems like a lot of people. But also, okay, so I'm switching this to a positive. Like, maybe the positive is we should be reevaluating our work life. Yeah. Like, well, we should be well, reevaluating so our hours. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what the, hmm, Lizzie's on her soapbox again. Um a study just out of, I feel like it was Sweden, they reduced it to 36 mm-hmm. hours a week, and they didn't change people's pay. And work-life mm-hmm. satisfaction increased. Yep, absolutely. Right? And so, like, I just think everyone needs to reevaluate mm-hmm. how their work-life goes. And we need to give people more freedom. And some people who don't want freedom can choose to not have that as well. But it mm-hmm. needs to, like, be an option. Right. But I don't know why it's not. But I get we got HIPAA in some situations. But, like, there are policies you can still put in place mm-hmm. right. to, like, alleviate that. I don't know. I'm a huge proponent. Proponent. What is the word? I'm, is that it? is the correct word. Proponent. Yeah. Yes. Of working from home. One, because I love my dog. And two, because I love working from home. Like, I, but I can't. But I love being in the office. So, um, But do you love it because it's your own office? Well, I love people. Okay, so, like, that's true. Talking to somebody through a screen is great. However, seeing the energy that's created in a yes. room, I just don't think you're ever going to get so away that's from the, it. That's what I'm saying. If I didn't – so I do work with people, but there's about 75% of my job that's not working with people. In that time, I don't need to sit in the basement of a building. Sure. That's what I think. Yeah. And so, if so organizations yes, to to re-quantify or however they want to look at how they do, how they operate, I think could be a positive out of this. However, I don't think everybody's taking that approach. No. I think they're definitely, like, <laughs> pointing fingers, which, again, is not going to get us anywhere. I mean, you're correct that, okay, the job market is down, but nobody thought that was going to happen. Like, that's what I well, mean. Well, and, like, they just talked about how – unstable financially things were like if your business wasn't financially able to withstand that and you were only making whatever the business terms are like a margin high enough to survive a week like you didn't make it through that Mm -hmm. but how have we not created an environment to support people that when they're starting their business that that's not a thing Mm -hmm. or even lengthy I don't know but some of those are personal choices right and their Mm -hmm. habitual spendings or wherever they're allocating money to but That's wild to me that, like, well, we've lost jobs because we've also lost businesses. Mm -hmm. And we've lost people. Yeah. Like, people have died. I know. (laughs) I'm not saying that, like, that that should make up for everything. But instead of, you know, I definitely think we could take a more community approach to this. Like, how can we approach this better instead of, you know, ostracizing and being like, oh, it's it's all that extra money on unemployment. Like, is it really that great? Like, I can't wait for a study to come out because I just don't think that that could be the only problem. Like, maybe we need to restructure how we visit restaurants, how we do things. If we have to restructure 
other other areas, why aren't we doing that with other institutions? Well, that would require change, which is hard to do. Yes, which yeah. is hard to do, which is a whole nother episode of all the stages of change. And we could talk <laughs> individually about them and how we don't probably pass pre-contemplation very often. <laughs> but yes. Well, unless you're me. Um, I know. <laughs> or unless it's something you really, 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 really care about, then yes. Uh, I'm usually pretty good at the action the and change, uh, uh, maintenance yeah. Uh, yeah. stage, which maintenance stage is typically the one that people fall off on. Um, so that being said, how do you feel you have been personally affected by the pandemic? Well, I think like I talked about earlier is that like I was thankful in the beginning mm. because I got to work from home and thankfully my job was able to work from home and I had something that put in boundaries for me that I guess I wasn't able to do before but then now that things have started to open up like I'm just exhausted <laughs> and it's probably like there's other things on my plate as well but like next semester we're going back to in-person class and I think the class I'm taking is very vital to have in person because you need to feel that energy mm -hmm. but like I don't want to drive a freaking hour to sit for a four-hour class to drive an hour home when now I can go to my house sure. pop up the freaking computer and I'm right. there and it saves me two hours of my life am I going to survive yes mm -hmm. but I get a lot of anxiety around that I've noticed that I've started my sweating has come back mm -hmm. sure so like that's how I know my anxiety is heightened so I'm taking two showers a day everyone once in the morning and once at night um that was not happening probably three months ago mm -hmm. so I think though that's me and right where my anxiety comes from so I don't know if I know I remember texting my one friend because right we lived at the core of of Wisconsin where it mm -hmm. started mm -hmm. like and people were actually dying mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like no one at my job is telling me to do anything different and I'm still meeting with people and I'm doing all these things and mm -hmm. I know that gave me a lot of anxiety sure and now I don't know I think I've become numb which is not probably great to mm -hmm. all of it right yeah, it educated me within these last five minutes on lots of things <laughs> that I was not aware of when I woke up this morning. Sure. But so how has it affected you? Um, I mean, definitely in the beginning, scary as shit. Um, I had to stop seeing people in person. We didn't know if we were going to go back to seeing people in person. I made the personal and professional choice to be in person since May. So mm -hmm. the, like, it, what was March and then sort of reopening back in May. So I never, I, I was one of the few clinicians that did that at least within um, my field or where my department that I was working. But to me, that was my choice. I mean, masked, like, did everything to the T that you were supposed to. But like, in order for me to provide quality work, I need to be in person with somebody. I mm -hmm. have to feel that. That's just who I am as a person. Um, also, personally, I had to get on anxiety medication because I was, mm -hmm. I none of my skills were working. Um, I was having anxiety, panic attacks in my sleep. My brain wouldn't turn off. Um, I described it to my doctor like I woke up, <laughs> if I barely if I even slept, um, which I did sort of, uh, but I'd be on like a hundred different radio stations and none of my skills would work, which is really hard as a clinician because I teach people skills. Right. I know the skills. <laughs> it's almost harder as a clinician because it's like, I know what to do. Yeah. I have it, but I couldn't. So, but that led me down the medication route, which, you know, was a very vulnerable thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it also really helped. And it actually, I think has helped my practice and like with working with my patients, you know, being on the same level as them. Uh, in some areas um, and because I was going through it as well and so were they I think it's strengthened me as a clinician and I would definitely say I'm much more comfortable like 
I feel like, eh, you know, if we can survive this, um, or I can and all of that, then we can get through pretty much anything. So yeah. it definitely was more fearful in the beginning. Now, you know, um, through a lot of self-work and all of that, coming out the other end, I would say for me, but again, cautiously optimistic because of the trends. And I just don't know where the community and culturally and, you know, all of that stuff is going to go. And as much as I want to be prepared for it, it, a little bit more prepared for it than we were the last time around. So that has been my journey. Just think of your stacks of worksheets you could have had if you knew knew it was coming. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think it's just important to remember mental health in general, not even just the pandemic, but it's going to ebb and it's going to flow, right? Like you are going to, that's what healing, it's not linear and your mental health is no different. You're going to have up days, weeks, and then you're going to have low times. You know, the key really is how you handle it each time. Yeah. Well, that's why, and I wanted to talk about this a little bit because I just was talking to a friend um, and she is looking into like being a surrogate. And so, um, Within her medical records during this pandemic, she had a child and she reached out to her doctor and was just like, I am overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Like, these are the things that I'm feeling. I just had this child. My husband can't be around us because he has to go to work. And they're telling me that people shouldn't, like our child shouldn't be exposed. And so she went on medication for a a period of time. But because that was in her medical record, she was denied the ability to be a surrogate through this program because she had been diagnosed with postpartum depression in order to get that medication Mm -hmm. which to me I just it sounded asinine right somebody who is in tuned with their body and Mm -hmm. is able to articulate that but then also how is as a whole can we not see that like this was a pandemic time right Mm -hmm. like this was in the height of it this is when all this stuff was happening Mm -hmm. and so I guess whether or not it is pandemic time or not like it or postpartum depression is a very like real real thing and very common and so to then be denied to carry someone else's child for them for Mm -hmm. legal reasons right like I don't know I just that I didn't see that coming out of this either right Mm -hmm. because maybe she wouldn't have experienced that if the pandemic had but I think that that leads to a, a, a systemic point in the sense that mental health is still stigmatized yes. you know what I mean and the truth of it is we all have something yeah. it's just who's going to admit it or not and yes we can have these generations ahead of us that are like oh you people well but that's the, maybe why they drink 10 beers a day but, but, the, <laughs> but the truth is it's like okay listen buddy there's an environmental and a genetic component to a lot of these things depending on which one it is right yeah. so thank you yeah. right and then thank your grandparents and their great grandparents yes. because that's what intergenerational trauma is the fact that this is coming down and now at least our age we are trying to express it the people younger than us that's what it is it just keeps getting passed down until somebody actually tries to break that generational loveliness yeah so if anything thank you you know (laughs) thank you so much well back in my day we didn't talk about it well okay that really helped yeah back in my day we worked a job for 62 years Okay, and you're miserable. Like yeah. things are passing that down. Um, you know, and the- some of you are living great lives. Yes, but yes, you've passed lots of things down. And then I just see us in my line of work continuing to pass it down. Right, it just keeps getting passed down. Yes, and that is the scariest. 
But we have an opportunity. So again, something that can come out of this positive. I am an internal optimist. I just, it is who I am. Um, We can actually start addressing like, okay, this shit is real. You know what? If you didn't have a trauma before, guess what? You just lived it through a collective trauma. If you don't address what's going on, you're passing it down to the next generation. So congratulations on you. We'll still be here to remind (laughs) you. Uh, Next episode. Yep. And feel free um, (laughs) when my book comes out to read uh, the chapter or do the workbook on intergenerational trauma. There you go. And then you can go to the spiritual healing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, where did we, I don't even remember Human what it is. design chart? Yep. And but the spiritual hero where we did the Reiki remember oh, that yep. in Stevens mm-hmm. Point. Yep. And then she can tell you that you just need to heal your generational trauma mm-hmm. and go see the shaman, which I well, Liz needed to see yeah. the shaman. But that supposedly was gonna help, which I have not seen the shaman. <laughs> so if there are any shamans listening and wanna reach out, <laughs> let me know. But yeah, it goes back. There's so much that we have no idea about. Yeah. Right. That or someone's not even willing to share. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a lot of this boils down to I think more people could wrap their head at least from my perspective and a community perspective, people could wrap their head around it if we knew the truth. Yeah. Or like maybe if we started off with a little truth because yes. it's a little like in what world is it okay to be like completely lied to and yes. then all of a sudden we're supposed to believe, you know, like uh, that's not how that works. Yes. Like trust is earned and have yes. the people really earned that in the way that they've gone about it would be yes. another question. Yes. But ultimately with pandemic part two, and we say this a lot, right, is give yourself grace. Yeah, absolutely. Because in pandemic part one, you might have felt a different way and you might feel differently this time. Or you could feel the same. Yes. (laughs) Or your opinions could change or you've surrounded yourself with different people or even maybe you've made negative choices based on information that you have. But, Mm -hmm. like, give yourself grace. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's dealing with something, right? So be kind. And maybe we should stop hurling judgments and start to think about things just a little bit more critically. So definitely support yourself. Reach out. Be kind. Give yourself some grace and, you know, buckle up because it's it's not over yet but there is light you know i truly believe at the end of the tunnel yes yes so that wraps up episode <laughs> one of season two yes. um but i'm gonna remind you that you can go to our website and you can um sign up for our newsletter which comes Yay. out monthly which is great which highlights a lot of things that we talk about or maybe resources we do talk about and gives links mm-hmm. to different things like that so if you're not a part of that please sign up um, we also are doing Psycho of the Month. Mm-hmm. So follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You know, email us um, and we, we'll pick a Psycho every month. Because community matters. Yes. So. And we also have our workbook e um, thing that's coming out for season one that we will be addressing a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, and if you sign up for the newsletter, yep. you <laughs> automatically get it. Yes. And then also um, my book is going to be finished soon. Now I have to figure out how to publish and do all that jazz. Um, um, but to to be coming, wait, to be c- coming soon. Yeah, to be coming soon, <laughs> which could have all the puns, but we won't go there. Um, coming now. soon. <laughs> On community season two, we'd really love for you to. Uh, yes. yes. And so we'll talk a little bit more in our next episode on some of Caitlin's book. Yes, absolutely. It will be great. So thank you. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us and hope that you have learned a few things. The importance of mental health issues continues to grow, and we hope we shed some light on topics that are important to you. Let us know what topics you'd like and want to learn more about 
by emailing us at teatimepsychos at gmail.com. And you can also visit our website. Yeah, absolutely. All right. See, See you, you next time. time.